The following Alumni Night Roundtable was originally hosted on Wednesday, November 11th, and features MSD graduates as they offer their perspectives from high school, college, and beyond. So thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Um, we have been working really hard on all of our um, values work and we've been working really hard. Um, obviously the school year is very different than any other school year as you all know as well. Um, I would just like to maybe start by having you do a quick introduction of yourself um, and I will just ask the students, obviously the parents, we know who you are, but I think having the students introduce themselves is important. Um, so if you want to pin the person who's speaking, or if you want to put it in speaker view, that way you can see their face, um, that will allow you to see the person speaking and they'll tell you maybe their, um, where they are currently in school or if they're not if they're out of school out of college because we have kids that are out of college on this call which is awesome um just say where they went to college where they went to high school that would be super great okay so let's start let's see who's first on my list sydney silver you are the first person on my list are you okay with starting yeah i'm totally fine with starting that's a little terrifying though <laughs> you're good all right, so I'm sorry, I already forgot what I'm supposed to say. Your name, where you went to high school, and where well, you're in college, where you are in college. Okay, perfect. I'm Sydney Silver. I went to St. Mary's Academy for high school with Alexis, the one and only. Uh, then I'm currently a freshman at the University of Texas at Austin. So, welcome. <laughs> okay, Charlie Brighton. All right, yeah, I'm Charlie Bragdon. Uh, I went to East High School, and I'm currently a sophomore at Colorado State University. Thanks, Charlie. Oliver. Hi, I'm Oliver. Um, I went to Thomas Jefferson High School, and I'm a freshman at Colorado Boulder. Awesome. And Max Bragdon. Hi, I'm Max Bragdon. Uh, I went to East High School and I actually just graduated Whittier College uh, this previous May. Okay, Kendall Pruitt. Hi guys, I'm Kendall Pruitt. I went to Littleton High School and just graduated from the University of Arizona. Um, and now I'm working for Point B Consulting. All right, Sophie Graham. Um, hi, I'm Sophie, and I go to George Washington High School, and I am not in college yet, so. Oh, yeah, you're a sophomore, right, Sophie? Yeah, I'm a sophomore. Okay. And Colin McCoy. Yeah, I'm Colin McCoy, and I'm a sophomore at Colorado Academy High School. Awesome. And Sophia Mestis. Hi, I'm Sophia Mestis. I'm a sophomore at St. Mary's Academy. Right, and Iman Adil. Hi, I'm Iman. I'm a senior at Regis Jesuit. And Alexis Ewing. Uh, I went to St. Mary's Academy High School and I'm a freshman at Gonzaga University right now. And Beauregard Cave. There we go. 
Uh, hello, my name's Bo. I go to, I'm a senior at St. Mary's Academy. And Jack Kurlinski. Hi, I'm Jack Kurlinski. Uh, I went to Colorado Early College as Parker, and then I'm currently taking a, a year off, but when I start back, I'll be a junior at University of Denver. Awesome. All right, let me go to my second page. Who else do I have here? Any other alum that I'm missing? I think I have most of them. Okay, yay. All right, so I wanna start by saying, um, some of you may know if you're already in our community and some of the alumni have already shared a little bit with you, but we have been doing a lot of work on our values and defining our values um, has been super important. And it's been a, over a span of a few years that we've done a ton of serving of our families, of our teachers, um, even students, and faculty staff just to say like what does it mean to live out our mission outside of MSD and the behavior that you see is the values right so when we're asking you some of these questions tonight I want you to consider um, sharing some small moments that you saw these behaviors kind of manifest themselves in um, your time when you were at MSD. And I think we'll focus first on that, and then we'll move towards um, how you saw some of those behaviors happening uh, then now in, in your, after MSD, like in your high school experience, your college experience, or as an adult out in the world. Okay, so let's start by just saying, I'm gonna ask, can you please share a moment that the values, and I should put it in the chat, that might help. Let's see. Do I have it copied and pasted? That would also help. Sorry, was not prepared to post this because I thought we were going to be in a. Ah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just share. Oh, oh. I can start first. So one one of the values that we've come up with that's been <laughs> reinforced in multiple places is that we're a thoughtful, inclusive community. So I'm curious when you reflect back on your time at MSD, were there moments when you can remember an inclusive community kind of thoughtfulness that you can think of that as an example of your MSD time? Thanks, Julie. I can start with like a small example. Um, when I think back about my time at MSD, I remember having friends uh, like across all different age groups across the entire campus, um, which I tried to like carry through in my other academic years in terms of like making friends with the underclassmen and the upperclassmen. Um, so yeah, that's one small example. Thanks, Kendall. You guys know I'm really good at calling on people too. So yeah. Don't yeah. start volunteering. Charlie started feeling. Um, yeah, you know, I feel the pressure. Um, so, in terms of like, yeah, inclusivity, definitely having classes where you know you're you're with fourth, fifth, and sixth graders all together, and you work with them all the time. You get more used to, you know, dealing with people who might be a little older than you or a little younger than you at, from a young age, and that's 
uh, yeah, it's something that's good to keep going throughout your academic career. And like Kendall, I tried to as well. I think that going along those lines, I remember in like seventh and eighth grade, just like going down to see the kindergartners. And while obviously like we weren't friends with them, I'm not going to say I'm friends with like a three-year-old. They were always just fun to talk to. And like knowing that you can go to like any of the sixth graders or if you're in seventh grade, one of the eighth graders, and then just being in classes all together with them, like it would be a lot, it would be hectic at times, but it was definitely more like ask these questions because somebody else is going to be asked them and it just really built that confidence that like I personally really needed in high school and just being able to ask those questions helped me. Yeah, I would agree. I think that being able to having the mixed classrooms helped me be able to talk to people older than me and younger than me that I was able that helped me like come out of my shell a little bit and communicate which was pretty important when I got to high school so yeah Oliver, I thought you were going in for the unmute. You teased me by leaning forward. Uh, I, I, I can. So I, I was just speaking on like what um, like Kendall said. Like I remember she said like with a bunch of different age groups, like like I think seventh and eighth grade, we'd go down and like read to the the young kids. And like I always thought that was like good because like we didn't I didn't know them, but like we could go back to our old classrooms and like see all teachers and just like we kept up to date and like everybody knew each other, which I thought was really good. let's jump into the next um, statement there that um, we talked about, you know, thoughtful, inclusive community. And how does that allow for joyful, empowered learners? When did you feel joyful, empowered, um, or empowered when you were at MSD? Okay, so uh, I have something for this. So uh, specifically when it comes to inclusivity, I know, uh, I, I guess I'll be a little bit personal, but uh, when I came out in like beginning of eighth grade, uh, everyone was very supportive of me. Uh, all of the staff members, my teachers, um, my, my peers were all very supportive. And that was something that really empowered me and made me feel like I was in a safe learning environment. Um, so I would say that that's probably one of the biggest things for me. When I think of the word joyful, I think of kind of like when you're in your flow and like you're doing things and you don't even know time is passing. And um, we talk a lot at MSD about kind of when you when you feel happy and positive, learning comes more effortlessly, you see more possibilities. So when we say joyful, empowered learners, that's one of the things when we kind of say joyful, I'm not saying you're always like singing and skipping around in the buildings. It's not that kind of joy. It's more about kind of flow and just, I don't know, in that zone. And one thing that's come up um, when Joel reached out to some of the current middle schoolers were a lot of examples about science fair or working on projects when you didn't even realize time had passed and sometimes you might miss lunch or those things. And science fair or, sorry, is it science expo now, um, is just one example. But I think, can you think back about your time, even in kindergarten when you were like, I didn't even, you know, realize and this was like a joyful moment or this was an amazing time where 
I really engaged in a project. I have, uh, I have one from, I think like fourth grade, I got really into Komodo dragons for whatever reason. And I remember researching Komodo dragons for like four months and learning all about Komodo dragons. And it didn't have really anything to do with what we were doing in school, but I was doing it at school and it was, it was super fun. And I remember, and I still have this memory of loving learning about Komodo dragons. And it's just, yeah, it was one time I felt very empowered, joyful. I think for me, um, the entrepreneurship fair that we did in upper elementary, I think it was like the fifth and sixth grade for me since I wasn't here for the middle school. Um, I had started making duct tape messenger bags and had like really gotten into it. And I remember selling it to students, doing it at the entrepreneurship fair, coming up with a bunch of different products and also having a conversation with Chris Imhoff. And he was like, this is why I worked here. Like, this is why I wanted to teach kids because you basically took all these random lessons from whatever class you were in and decided you wanted to make a business. Um, and so I remember not only just being super excited about that next like separate journey, but having the support of my teachers to kind of further pursue that, that goal. I feel like my like key thing for this was in the science fair in like fourth, maybe it was sixth grade, who knows. Um, but I decided to write like a book on the planets and my parents like called me out on it and they were like, Sydney, people aren't going to want to stop by and read like a whole book on the planets. Like maybe don't do that. But I like still went through with it and our science teacher, Kevin at the time, he was always like, all right, Sydney, where are you on this book? Like, how are you doing on it? What's, what's the stat? And I just remember like that science fair, I sat primarily by myself, but I was sitting next to Alexis the entire time. And it just made it so much fun because like she would talk about her stuff and then they'd come over and I'd be like, here's a little slide that I made. Um, and that just like made it so much fun just for me with the teachers and the students all like, Some of you we haven't heard from yet, but I, I hope that you're just waiting for that statement that speaks to you. You're gonna jump on and say something. <laughs> and you can come back to it. So if, if we pass through something, Joel put it in the in the chat for you to see. So um the next statement that we have are curious collaborative thinkers. What are some things you remember from being back um, at MSD that times you were curious and collaborative? When I was back to like this science fair, like I remember, I don't I think it was sixth, seventh or eighth grade. And then I was, I tried to make like a rap about atoms and then I didn't know how to do anything. And then Alexis and me, like, I don't know, she helped me out. She did a lot. And like, we made like a, a thing, a rap about atoms. And then I just remember that being like a collaborative thing that me and Alexis did, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. I think I still have that. 
<laughs> like somewhere in my archives. I don't know. I was going to say, I think like in the science program a lot, we had a lot of opportunities to collaborate both with our teachers and each other. I remember there was this roller coaster project that was really fun that we did back around seventh grade, I think. And I just kind of remember like we had the board, we came in after school to work on it all the time. And we just had a lot of opportunities to A, be able to ask questions to our teachers and be super assertive and open without fear of judgment and be able to be hands-on and going back to the entrepreneurship fair um i think i worked with my friend jordan fifth fourth fifth and sixth grade in the entrepreneurship fair so it was always fun to you know collaborate with one of my friends for a project that takes a month or so I'm going to comment on the curiosity piece because I've always asked so many questions no matter what. And I think at MSD, I never realized exactly how many questions I asked because it was just normal and everyone kind of accepted it. Um, but going into middle school, high school and college, I didn't refrain from asking questions, but I realized it wasn't normal <laughs> to have so many questions. But I think it actually helped me out in the long run. Um, at my job now, all I do is ask questions and I've been told that it's like, awesome. And so I think for me, it kind of was a little bit hard in other environments where it wasn't totally a great thing to ask as many questions as I had. Um, but I never stopped asking questions. I never stopped being curious. Um, and I think MSD really did a good job of um, help like foster that. Okay, how about um, brave, wise leaders? Tell me you were brave and you were a, a wise leader or just a leader. And I'm going to just jump in really quick that when we say leader, it's not necessarily like CEO leader in front of the room, but when did you practice leadership and leadership can be all kinds of things. When I was the assistant head, I was a leader in a different way. Like my power was in a different kind of way. And it's the same thing I think in the in the classrooms that being a first year or a second year or a third year, or even like when you're a toddler for the first day and your parents leave you, there's a lot of bravery in that moment when you have to stand there and like be okay in the classroom. So I don't want you to get tripped up on like leader with a capital L kind of heaviness. So Thanks, Julie. Open the floodgates now on all your reflections. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the times that you saw leaders was it was encouraged to help people with something if you've already finished it because teachers thought that you would know it best because you had already done it and you could really help kids who are a little bit behind it. I thought that helped everybody get at the same level and encourage leadership, which was good. I remember the first week of school-ish, um, we would do all these fun activities and um, MSD really, like, it really helped me and I think a lot of other people, like, learn how to use leadership and take opportunities to help others. And that, I just remember that week being, like, really influential to me because I learned like, oh, I can help people like and guide them in the right direction moving forward. I think uh, MSD 
fosters a lot of like independence and autonomy in people uh just in like the way you learn and the way you act and i think reflecting back to like my kindergarten classroom with rachel and just like you know being when you were the third year in kindergarten there you were kind of like the leader you got to zip up the other kids coats before you went out to recess i remember that you were the only kids in the classroom that were allowed to use the staplers you could like check out special like counting stuff and you were like they you, you were put into that you know pseudo leader position when you were like six this is um an example i remember from my first grade year first grade was a little bit of a harder year for me i'm not really sure exactly why but i'd fallen behind a little bit and I remember typing up my sentences for something and I'd put 10 spaces in between each word. And so this third grader had come up to me and just like sat down and basically just like showed me how to type. Just was like, you don't need this many spaces. It was super nice about it. It didn't make me feel wrong at all. Um, but that was an example of like someone else kind of helping me out, uh, which showed kind of like almost like a quiet leadership. It wasn't in front of the whole classroom. It wasn't, you know, taking over me, taking over it and like doing it for me. It was hey, what, you kind of look like you need a little help because there's a lot of white space in between these sentences here. I think another example of like another person demonstrating leadership was I could not read like a analog clock for the life of me up until like fifth grade maybe. And when we were in Young Ameritown, one of the sixth grader so I guess I was in fourth grade one of the sixth graders was working at me we were working at the bank together and she like brought me over and she's like Sydney you missed your break I was like I did like I don't know what time it is and she sat me down and she spent like 20 minutes trying to teach me how to read a clock and to this day that just stays on my mind like I learned how to read a clock in the middle of when I'm supposed to be working because somebody else just wanted to take the time to actually show me how to do something and it just was so influential on me just personally well let's jump into some of you alluded to it a little bit but let's jump into um thinking about some times that these values have um the, some stories that you may have that, where these values show up in your life after MSD, when you went into high school or when you went into college or now that you're out and starting jobs and searching for jobs and, and such. I can read the statement again if you need me to. I'll touch on the, the thoughtful, inclusive community from my experience in high school and just how important it is to you know my, my high school was very big and it was very inclusive but it's very important for the people that you chose to surround yourself with your friends for them also to have those same values and when you know when i finally settled with you know my group of friends who i really enjoyed um there was a lot of clicks in at, at my high school and we didn't agree with that and we were inclusive we hung out with everybody and it was just it was a lot more fun than worrying about excluding others and I thought we were a lot more productive as a group of friends um oh like so I was thinking like about like what MSD like some how it like went into high school like 
when like I wasn't afraid to like talk to my teachers or like like because at MSDU like, you talk call your teachers by their first name and like you're like like actually like you know your teachers and everything and then like in high school it's like scary at first but then like you can go to your teachers and like talk to them and like actually have like a relationship with them and like be friends with some of your teachers and then like it helps a lot if you're like not understanding something because you can go in and not be scared like to be criticized or anything i kind of want to um add to that because i agree uh, so much with that statement um i don't know if anybody knows this but i ended up going to acc to get my associate's degree and while i was there being able to advocate for my Self, uh, was extremely important. It was so helpful. Um, and then, you know, also having uh, sort of grown up around kids of all other ages, um, that was extremely beneficial as well because I was always the youngest person in any of my classes. So um, having an experience sort of um, being with a d diverse age group was extremely beneficial because I didn't feel so alienated, I guess. So those two things were super crucial for me, and I'm sure that they'll continue to be important for me in the future. Just to add on to the um, like advocacy and speaking with your teachers, I have, uh, St. Mary's has given me and other students, but I mean, I'm taking advantage of it, the option to attend our classes remotely. Uh, which I've been taking advantage of for safety reasons. Um, and being, I credit it to MSG pretty entirely. I'm very comfortable with uh, giving, I guess, necessary feedback, I would say, to my teachers when I've had taught, because there have been times where I've had difficulty like hearing or participating because a lot of my classmates are actually there in person. So I've been able to kind of reach out and discuss sort of both what is good that we're already doing, because there's a lot of good that's happening, but also what I, I guess, what I need and what I need more of. And yeah, I do think that kind of the way that MSD approaches uh, like teacher-student communication and stuff helped me with that a lot. I think that the teacher-student, along with that, the teacher-student relationships that we have, it helped me in the classroom, but it also helped me communicating with my coaches. And so I'm a swimmer and being able to communicate any difficulty I was having, like with sleep or with eating or in or out of the pool, I was really able to go up to my coach and say, hey, this is what's happening. Like, do you have any input that's gonna help me with this? Like, here's what I'm planning on doing and being able to really assert myself and like take advantage of situations that could have gone a lot worse and like were going bad and then ended up going pretty well and being able to say, okay, well, I had this relationship with so-and-so teacher in middle school and elementary school and that helped me speak up then. So what did I use then that's gonna help me now? I know this is down the line for a lot of you, um, but thinking about community and thoughtfulness um, became my like number one priority when I was looking for an employer. Um, I had a lot of opportunities to work with smaller companies and more family oriented companies as like internships um, and even 
during middle school and high school. And so when I was looking for a full-time job, it was like top priority. And so I was lucky to find a company that was very people focused. Um, and obviously not all companies have that opportunity, but that was like my main thing, like growing up with that and having so many opportunities where thoughtfulness and community was such a priority. Um, I'm really glad that I stuck with that and found that opportunity for me moving forward. else want to jump in we can move on to joyful empowered learning you're joyful in your job joyful in college um and i mean we can just keep talking about all of these so when you a time when you were curious or collaborative in high school a time when you had to be brave a time when you stepped up and were a leader in high school college even in your job Sorry, I have another another example. Um, at junior year of college, I was uh, the president of a board that ran a freshman club for like business development. And as president, you are the voice of the advisors, the staff members at the university that kind of run it. And you're also the voice of the students on the board with you. And during this year, there was a lot of tension between the two groups. And it was really difficult to have to sit in a room with the advisors and be an advocate for my peers, but also be able to go back to a meeting and be an advocate for the advisors because both sides had some legitimacy to their concerns. Um, I never thought that that would have been a position I would have taken in the first place was being president of something. Um, but then when I took it on and was like faced that, learned a lot about like communication, uh, learned a lot about being okay with picking sides in a certain way being like well this is where I'm going to stand firm on this person this is where I'm going to stand firm on another person um, and so I think a lot of that came from some of the MSD values I was taught at a young age I think that for like the curious collaborative thinkers or like the learners one was that for like freshman year for me I was kind of surprised that like my classmates were terrified to ask questions or to like go to office hours or academic supports or to like advocate for themselves. While I was just kind of used to it as that's just a thing you do. And I think that was super important, like for me, especially as like very, being very introverted, that just being that being ingrained in me that if you don't know something, go ask rather than just waiting for someone to tell you because they can't read your mind. So I thought that was extremely important. I think, uh, yeah, going off of that, that MSD does a really good job of teaching you, like, how to find joy in learning, if that makes any sense, in terms of being able to reach out to your teachers if you are struggling and uh, use the resources that you have available. And those are uh, really powerful skills to continue with the rest of your academic career through high school and college. So um, I kind of want to talk about the whole curiosity aspect for just a second. Uh, so MSD definitely fostered a really deep sense of curiosity in me, uh, particularly about science. I remember I sort of like started really getting into science in like six-ish grade and it, it just really like stayed a big thing for me. Um, and so recently, uh, since I'm not in school right now, I was like 
hmm, what's something fun that I could do? Um, and I got really curious about phlebotomy. So I actually just took a phlebotomy class. I got nationally certified. And in the meantime, I'm going to be a phlebotomist. And I just think it's kind of fun because honestly, like I do stuff like that all the time. And I really attribute a lot of it to MSD. Like I get a little spark of like, I have to know about this. And then I'm like not afraid to go do it. And so I think that that's just really great. Are you still doing um, Japanese? I am, yes. Well, let's just pivot a little bit. We can always come back to this, but I know there are some um, questions that parents always want to know more about. Um, and those are some things like, how was your transition after MSD? you know, going from a small school to a big school, um, things like that. So let's let's dive into some of those questions if that's okay. Um, so we will start with that very first question. What was it like leaving MSD and going into another school? How was that transition for you? And how did you, um, you a lot of you talked about advocating already. So I think that's a big thing, but um, how did you kind of manage going from a small school to a big school? Um, at first, like, like MSD, like, I don't know, we graduated with, I don't know, 20 kids or something like that. And then to go into like where I went, like TJ, it's like, it's a smaller, like public school, but it's still like a lot bigger than MSD. So like, at first you're like scared, but like, cause you don't know many kids, but like you, you go out and you meet more people that like, that, you know, you like, and then like, especially during sports and stuff too, like you can, it's easier to like meet people because like I don't know you you know how to talk to people you know how to interact without like being an ass <laughs> I'm gonna have to hop on that so in our class I think there was like Alexis is telling me 10 um there was 10 of us in our graduating class and then still going to SMA SMA is a relatively small school I think that our grade had like 65 kids graduating but just being able to like go up to everyone and say hey like here's what I'm interested in being able to like narrow down who you want to spend like a majority of your time with and be like oh you're interested in this no way me too or oh you're interested in that tell me more about it I think just being able to go up to everyone even in like introverted self like putting yourself out there in a way that you're still comfortable with because you've been doing that for so long with such a small community. Yeah, uh, going off of that, I think that MSD does a good job of like fostering that interest and passion in kids. And it's a good, really good way to meet people is sharing an interest. And I went to East High School. I went to St. Anne's for a couple of years, but that wasn't too big of a transition. Definitely going to East was a big one. Um, and it, it was, that, that was the first way that I found friends was, you know, I was interested in speech and rugby and that's how I met people. Um, I went from sixth grade at MSD to Hill Middle School for seventh and eighth grade. So coming into a middle school a year after everyone had already made friends was definitely difficult. Um, I don't think I totally like understood how to handle all of it until going into my seventh grade year after to kind of try to figure it out my um 
so I could go into my eighth graders trying to figure it out for my seventh grade year. Um, one thing that I learned a little bit later that I wish I had known ahead of time was just because I wasn't used to the learning style of a public school, just because I wasn't used to having the same amount of homework or bigger classrooms didn't mean that I wasn't prepared to be there. Um, and so if you're going from, you know, small to a big high school, don't think that it, it means any different of what you were educated on. It's you probably know a lot more about life <laughs> and about things from the small school environment that you can use to like help others in the bigger school environment. And you can still learn from all of them, but don't let it be like an intimidation factor because it is a change and it is an adjustment, but it doesn't take away from what you're capable of. I completely agree with what she said. Um, I had a bit of a culture shock when I got into high school, like in the first semester of freshman year, and it hadn't really hit me that high school is high school, that I wasn't in MSD anymore, and like my grades mattered, like it affects my GPA matters, and I think what I realized was that MSD prepared me in a way, like prepared me to deal with the unexpected, like it helped me get ready for high school, even though I didn't have all the um, knowledge that I needed to know that all the other kids had about grades, GPA, all of that, but I knew how to adapt quickly. And then I started like thriving there not after a while or uh, not too long later. And I think that was like super important that like MSD gave me like the tools to figure it out. I'll keep asking, but you guys can jump on in. Um, how do you feel your relationship with your teachers um, at MSD differed from, or your, your relationship with your teachers and how you had relationships with teachers in high school and college differed from those of your peers with their teachers? I think actually like the small class sizes that we had at MSD. So I was in Kendall's class and we actually, we had like 10 kids as well. And so I think there was, I don't know, maybe like 30 or 40, like within lower L and upper L uh, for all of our pretty much the nine years we were there. And you, you were forced to, um, really like develop close relationships with your teachers so you felt really comfortable going up and talking to them and asking questions in class and like you never felt like you had a dumb question I mean like sometimes maybe after you asked it you realized it was maybe a dumb question but like going like you never felt that way like going up and asking them and then that I mean transferring over to high school and college at East I had you know, most of my classes were, you know, 30 plus kids. So I think I was definitely a little bit, you know, it was nerve wracking to be in a class of that size, but like, you know, you still felt comfortable, like asking a question to a teacher and, and going up to them and just, you know, developing a relationship with them. I think uh, MSD makes teachers not intimidating, like at all. Like, you know your teachers by their first names and, you know, you get to know them and talk to them at recess and all this stuff. And I feel like a lot of my peers in high school were intimidated by teachers, like straight out, straight out of the gate, first day of class, they were already scared of them. And uh, it's a, it makes it more difficult to approach a teacher if you are struggling or just want to talk about, have a couple questions about class if you're intimidated by them. 
So I think it's a, a big thing at MSD that teachers aren't scary and they're there to help. I'll just piggyback off that. Um, I, like I said, I really liked asking questions. It was a normal thing for me, but going into middle school and high school, having so many more people listening was definitely intimidating. And I found that going into office hours or developing a relationship with my teacher ahead of time gave me confidence to ask questions in the classroom because they already knew me. And so it was less of this random student that they asking a question and it was more this teacher knows me they know how I think they know how I ask questions and so even if it is a dumb question they're not going to make me feel bad about it in front of the entire classroom okay um so if you are in high school um will you share what classes you're taking and if you're and, and sports and clubs that you're involved in if you're in college will you share what your focus or your major if you did if you've declared one is and if you're out of school um maybe share like just a little bit about what you're doing who wants to start i, I guess i'll go thanks oliver um so like my major yep. i'm a i'm just a political science major that's it oliver are you guys in person or are you remote i'm i so all my classes are online but i just came home for the week just to catch, yeah <laughs> oh yeah i i was in construction management major but i just switched to fermentation sciences Um, I'm majoring in special education. Uh, I'm a molecular biology major. I am in engineering project management with a minor in business and a minor in mechanical engineering. I graduated with a uh major in business finance and a minor in economics and i'm currently working for a commercial real estate company called matrix group inc doing marketing and uh, helping with the leasing there um i studied finance and entrepreneurship and then had minors in spanish and global business uh, now i'm a managerial consultant for or Point B Consulting. So some of you high schoolers out there, I see you. Sophie, you wanna go ahead and say what, you're, what classes you're taking? What classes I'm taking? Yeah, what classes are you taking this year? Um, well, this semester we're, splitting up our classes this semester. I'm taking honors math two, honors chemistry, um, honors Spanish two, and yeah. And then I'm also doing cross country swimming and track and I'm doing a pre-med club. So that's fun. Awesome. Colin, what about you? What classes are you taking this semester? Yeah, sure. Uh, just like normal 
sophomore classes and honors math, uh, honors chemistry, Spanish three. Uh, I did computer science this trimester, uh, doing soccer and I'm in a philanthropy club. And Sophia, my sis, how are you? What are you doing? Um, I'm taking world history, world literature, world religions, um, theology two and honors geometry. And I'm doing softball, tennis, and a mock trial. Oh, exciting. And Iman, what classes are you in this semester? I'm in AP Environmental Science, AP Statistics, um, Honors Pre-Calc. Um, what else am I in? <laughs> I have Theology. I have Lit into Film. Um, I'm taking Anatomy. And couple others but like that's the gist of it awesome and Bo how about you uh this semester because of the block schedule that we use I've got AP calculus AB AP literature and then astronomy and it's just the three of them but they're for a while each day so that's fun awesome wow great those are great, you guys. Yeah, I think it's like a whole group of slackers right there. Oh, totally. I was like, I feel really, really, yeah. You guys are doing awesome. I feel like my face is hurting from smiling so much <laughs> listening to all of y'all talk. I feel like a total goofball, which I will hear about later from some other Bragdons on this call watching me. But um, I'm just so like, it's just so awesome. So anyway, keep going. Yeah. Um, so if you could give some advice to middle schoolers that are looking at high schools, um, considering where they think they want to spend their time for high school, what, what, what advice would you give them? Um, when I was like in eighth grade, like going into like high school, I was like, oh, I want to go to Kent. I want to go to Regis, like, like all the private schools and everything. And I'm like, not to like diss any of them, but like, I'm glad I didn't go to any of them. I'm glad I went to TJ. Cause like, I just, there's, I don't know. It's just like different. It's like, it's different, but it's good. Cause like, there's more stuff to do, I think. But like, it's just like a, not so like, I don't know. I'm not, but like, I'm glad, like, don't just vote broaden your horizon. Like look at all the schools, not just like, the ones that you think you're going to like. Cause like, I didn't think I would like it, but I loved it. It was the best. I can kind of piggyback off of that. So going to East, you're definitely exposed to a lot of, you know, new things just because of the location, like right on Colfax and Josephine, like it's a very, you know, busy place. And like, you know, you're five, 10 minutes away from downtown. Um, so I would say definitely like, pick the one that I think gives you the most like well-rounded experience. Like you can only learn so much just by being in a classroom, but like by interacting with different people and, you know, seeing different things, you learn a lot more. I, I think say, definitely. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I think definitely don't take, like, I was in my grade, those schools that my friends were considering were, like, the one of three schools, and I think it was important for me to, like, although I kind of wanted to go where my friends were going because it was just your friends, you know, but I think it was a, the best decision for me was to br go to a school that I felt that had, like, the best opportunities for me, even though my friends weren't going. So I thought that was like something super important to consider. And like, I was scared at the time, but I didn't regret it. I agree with you. I was going to say that uh, shadowing is really important because like you got to pay attention to that. And it really changed my view of like which school I wanted to go to. Um, so yeah, I think I had a great time shadowing schools and that's how I really ended up choosing which school I wanted to go to. Colin, this year, it's really sad. They don't get a shadow like that. Like Yeah, I know. So if any of you are willing to talk um, to our eighth graders about your high school experience, I would encourage you to please connect because they're having a hard time really trying to figure it out. It's, it's a difficult year. So thanks in advance, you guys that are helping out. Jack, did you want to chime in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just going to say... Um... I agree with Amon. Don't worry so much about like following your friends. Um, I think it's important to evaluate like what sort of your goals for high school are. Like maybe you want to have a really social time in high school, then maybe you'll opt to go to a bigger school. Maybe you want to focus in a lot on academics and you'll do what I did and you'll go to a small little charter school. But don't worry about your friends because ultimately they will stay with you. Like right now, for example, I have Samantha here. We've hey. been friends since fourth grade. We met at MSD. Hi. You will keep your friends. You don't have to worry about losing them. Ultimately, just make the choice that is best for you. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'll just echo that point in that it's really important for you to make your own decision when going to high school because you're choosing a school you're going to go to for four years. And it's, it's a long time when you actually go through it. So it's, it's worth it to... to do your research and think about where you want to go and make a good choice. I was going to say, don't hesitate to ask any questions. Like I know there are a bunch of us who went to a variety of schools and I don't think anyone would like turn down, like answering any questions, but to the admissions reps, to any of the students to get like a better understanding of the environment, like ask questions, find out what opportunities they have, what sports they have, what clubs, even like the craziest things like ask questions. I was gonna add to that, don't be intimidated. I remember like picking a middle school, picking a high school, picking a college, all seemed so intimidating because it was like the entire focus come you know your eighth grade year, your, your junior and senior year. Just go ask your questions, pick what's best for you, um, be yourself. Because at the end of the day, through middle school, high school, college, we're also picking out like who we want to be and who we are. So there's no one set standard. Um, so just don't don't be intimidated by any of it. And it, you you work it works out in the end. If you make a good if you are educated and ask the questions about where you think you're gonna go and you choose that place, you'll you'll figure it out. It, you know, start a freshman year. In high school and college is always rough, but eventually you find your place. It's true. 
So Tara, I'm thinking it was, these are very thoughtful answers, how they like approach their decisions for high school and college. So I'm just gonna say like win on the thoughtful piece as well, cause it was very deliberative. So that was awesome. Very thoughtful. Well, I would like to open it up for some of the parents that are here. If they have specific questions, um, if they wanna ask a specific um, alumni a question or if they just wanna throw it out, um, so if somebody wants to unmute themselves and ask a question, I'm sure our alumni would be happy to answer. Hi, this is Linda Allen Carr. Um, I have two questions. I guess the first one is, what was the hardest thing about transitioning out of MFD? And I guess what was the easiest thing? <laughs> All right, I think I can, I'll try to start this one. Um, for me, it was probably the test taking because MSD is very like, their belief is very like in classroom, like focus on the questions that you're gonna ask, learn what, like everything you want to, but it's not very like sit down, take a three hour test, unless it's like the ERBs and or an hour long test true false it's not very like that but going in i like knew how to ask the questions on how to figure out how to take tests sorry if you can hear the microwave my roommate's making oatmeal <laughs> but it was very like easy for me to go up to my teachers and say hey what's the best way for me to study what's the best like resources that you recommend for this and it took me a little bit to get there but I knew like from my experiences of talking to teachers and knowing them by their first name and saying and walking up to them just in the middle of the day and being like, my brother did this last night. Like, well, what was your night like? It was really easy for me to go up and say, hey, I'm really struggling here. Can you like help me? This is what I feel like I need. For me, the, one of the hardest things for transitioning out of MSD was homework, uh, especially when I got into high school and into Denver public schools. There was a lot of homework every night, and it's, uh, it takes a lot of diligence for you to sit down after going to school and do two hours of homework. Um, so that was, that was tricky. For the, easiest, the easier side for me was social aspect. I, I, I've always, MSD did a good job of keeping me honest, and I've always try to be honest with people. And I found that that's a good way to, you know, make genuine friends and genuine connections with people. So that was easiest for me. Anyone else wanna chime in on Melinda's question? Um, I will. Um, so for me, the hardest part about transitioning into high school was probably the communication with my teachers, because at MSD, you can really just like go up to your teachers and ask like any question you have. But in high school, especially now, you have to like email them and it takes them kind of a long time to answer back because they have a lot more students. And um, then the easiest part for me was probably the like 
I don't know his name, but um, the social aspect of it, because um, sports really helped me make friends and meet new people. And then I also knew a few people that used to go to MSC and yeah. Hi, I'll ask something. Um, so this is Molly. She just started first grade this year. And I'm just wondering, I love the mixed ages, um, but we did have a little bit of a, wow, that was a quick growing up lesson because she went from being like so small, innocent in kindergarten. And then she came home saying some things and asking some things like, whoa, how did we jump to that? And I get it. It's from older kids being around. So I just am curious to know if anyone else had sort of a, a like a sped up growing up process and how do you protect it was actually something where we had to go to the teacher and be like is this is this okay or is this was this really said um and she said no we're about to have a conversation with the older kids about protecting the innocence of the little kids because they are little so yeah i'll say something to this i uh people always complimented me on being really mature when I was little. And I think that really helped with it because you're always around older people and they can kind of teach you like what's right and what's wrong because they know a little bit better. And I feel like, like you were saying, it's important to speak up if something isn't right because uh, people are very willing to fix it. So that's important. Yeah, I mean, echoing that, I I have heard many times that I'm mature for my age growing up and even now. And I think that MSD definitely did play a big role in that. And you you get used to, you know, communicating with people older than you from a really young age. And then, you know, it, it continues in high school because you see seniors when you're a freshman and you get used to talking to people that are older than you. And I, yeah, I mean... I, I've never, I don't think in my experience, I had a loss of innocence from it, um, but I definitely think that's an important thing to protect. Um, to also the point, um, to your point, Shannon, about like not losing the innocence, I think part of it also is a really great learning opportunity for the older kids to learn that they have a lot of impact on the younger ones in their room. Um, and so... I can't think of any specific examples in terms of where I was younger and I was exposed to too much, you know, too quickly. Um, but it definitely helped me mature quicker being around older students, seeing how they ask questions, seeing how they work together. But then it also kind of helped me reflect on how I wanted other people to look up to me as the older person in the room. Um, and so it's a learning experience for everyone in the classroom, for sure. I just would like to throw out actually as a teacher, um, I think we've all had that experience of that older kid who said something they shouldn't have said, and I think that's unavoidable in life. Um, but what I would say is that my eighth graders are absolutely 100% the model and expected to be the model for the sixth graders. And so for as much as you might have this kind of experience, I think the vast majority of the time, what you're actually going to see is the, the big kid is actually helping with the homework or the big kid is actually showing them a routine or the big kid is actually giving them very positive advice. And so that's a, that's a pretty reasonable concern on your end, definitely. But I think I feel very confident saying that the vast majority of the time we see the exact opposite in practice.
Yeah, I'd agree with that. And it's a, you know, it's a something that you that you're going to experience continuously when you grow up through high school and the rest of your life is interacting with people who are older than you and may know more than you. And it's, you know, use it to their advantage or, or your disadvantage. Hi, it's uh, Vinny. I'll throw out a question to the to all the alums. Uh, what's one thing that you took away from MSD and one thing that you wish you would have learned at MSD that you did not? Uh, I think I can start with this. So one thing that I took away from MSD was um, sort of open-mindedness. For me, this was really important. Um, when I made the transition from MSD to my high school, um, it was a very different group of people. Um, and a lot of times we didn't always see eye to eye, but I, you know, sort of held my values that MSD taught me in terms of like tolerance and open-mindedness. And I utilized that a lot. That was incredibly helpful. Um, and then I suppose one thing that I wish I would have learned would be a bit more about grades. Now, I don't think I was completely unprepared. I definitely had a certain level of preparedness when it came to grading um, and things may be different now, but um, when I started out in high school, I didn't quite realize how the grading system worked. And oftentimes I struggled to sort of predict the outcomes of my grades. Like if I was doing poorly, I couldn't really tell you if I needed to do better because I just didn't know how it all worked. Um, that definitely, I learned that quickly, so it was all right, but that was my one thing, I think. Just a quick add on to that. I think a lot of us have like mentioned that like testing and homework is very different when you leave MSD. Um, and at first it's kind of a shock and it's almost like you wish you were better prepared. But I also remember middle school and high school being so focused on preparing for the next level that sometimes I was like, why can't I just be a seventh grader and learn about what like seventh grade has to be like? Because the MSD was all about ensuring that you were learning at your pace, you were staying caught up, you were getting the resources you needed in order to actually understand the content. Whereas in middle school and high school, for me, it was a lot of this is the schedule, and we're going to keep up with the schedule. And so I kind of wish that like the middle school and high school model had more reflected that personal learning for me rather than me feeling like I had to prepare myself for tests and homework. I'm mean, gonna just quickly say, I, so Kendall and Max and Charlie, Oliver, did we have, were you in, did you graduate in sixth grade or did we have the middle school then? He was middle school. Your middle school? Yeah, I was last class. Right. Charlie and Kendall and Max, unfortunately, we did not have a middle school when they were here. So we went through sixth grade. So they all graduated at sixth grade. So when Kendall talks about the sad middle school that she was at, it wasn't our middle school with the grading. It's still a lovely no. place. Where no, MSD is perfect. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to clarify Kendall's comment that MSD is perfect. Yeah, so, I had gone to public school for middle school. Know, so I just wanted to let people know that, yes, so. <laughs> There was a sad time when we didn't have toddlers or middle schools in the MSD history. So both those things have been remedied. Uh, so I have sort of a follow-up question. Um, aside from, I guess, all the testing and like homework, kind of like lawful stuff, um, in terms of like the substance, in terms of the substantive knowledge that you learned at MSD, can you speak to how you think um, MSD prepared you in terms of like the substantive knowledge, like 
you know, or, or maybe like the writing skills, um, math skills um, for, for high school and beyond. Bo, do you want to talk, I'm sorry, Bo, you want to talk about your writing skills and how those developed at MSD, my, my friend? Sure, I can, I, I can do that. Um, I really like writing, uh, just to kind of give, explain that comment a little bit. I really enjoy writing uh, creative and like writing for assignments as well. Uh, I've, I don't know if I've mentioned this before actually, but I've um, submitted some of my works to like the Scholastic Writing Awards and I've done kind of pretty well with those and that's been really fun. And uh, I think a lot of that is because at MSD, it, I had a lot of encouragement from uh, like both my peers and my teachers and faculty members who were not my teachers, but who I would see a lot, <laughs> I guess is how I would describe that. Um, I would, I was able to kind of get feedback on like the actual writing I did both like for an assignment and also stories from like my literature teachers. And I was also encouraged to go and seek out more ways to kind of build that skill. Uh, and it's definitely, definitely helped, especially since I have, you know, less free time in high school to pursue that. I remember in middle school, we would have, or like, I don't remember what, this was sixth grade or seventh grade, we would have this like weekly like fiction or writing assignment where like we would have to write, we would get to write two pages of anything we wanted to. And it could be like, some of us I remember would have write their new stories every week where while some of us would continue um, the same story. And then by the end of the year, we had like 40 pages of work just like written out and that was pretty incredible actually I was going through my google drive the other day and I found a whole bunch of ones like the collaborative ones that we did and I think that just having those kind of assignments and those opportunities really helped like foster like that love for writing that I know a couple of us have yeah really quickly I just want to add on uh sorry for interrupting you earlier Bo um so this was something that I feel like, you know, it's an important question. And I do think honestly that I was very prepared, like knowledge wise. I know with my school, we took a test at the very beginning of the school year. And that sort of placed us into whether we would be in college classes or high school classes. Um, and pretty much right away, I tested into all of my college courses. I started off taking like nearly half of my classes through ACC. So I would consider that awfully prepared if I was able to skip the majority of my high school classes. So I felt like that was, you know, a good thing. I think I was definitely prepared. Kind of to um, jump off of that. Well, I, di I didn't have like the same experience, but I did find in a lot of my, um, both my freshman and my sophomore year classes actually, um, particularly in regards to math, there were a lot of times that my cat is here um, distracting me. There was a lot of times that I would feel uh, somewhat unengaged from 
what the class was going over just because it was stuff I already had learned at with a bit in a different way. Like I'd learned a lot of the concepts that we'd be going over um, at MSD, even in sophomore year, <laughs> well before kind of the class itself really got there. And uh, I think it, I think it helped a lot, definitely. But I also will say it made the class experience uh, interesting at times, just because, yeah, I was able to help a lot of my classmates, though, which felt really good. I'll say that. I had, I've taken a bunch of science classes at Regis, and um, a couple weeks ago, actually, in my environmental science, when we were talking about hydroponics towers, and my school ended up getting one, and I remember in middle school, I think Bo and I actually, we assembled from scratch, like, the entire tower, and I was able to, like, explain in a lot of detail that I surprised myself by about how much I knew just about that like hydroponics and all of that in general I remember my teacher was completely bewildered but um I think that MSD like really like in science especially like really taught me like about a broad variety of things like everything from like environmental science to like astronomy or biology or even physics that they'll it really covered a whole slew of different types of sciences that I wouldn't have known otherwise. I think, you know, I, I left MSD in sixth grade. So it was before you know, we really sunk our teeth into like calculus and that kind of substance uh, in terms of math and science. But MSD definitely did give me a, a different way of thinking about math issues due to like the entrepreneurship fair. And they gave you a, a, a broader, gives, gave, gave me a broader horizon on how I think about problems, uh, you know, scientific and math. It really helped me with my writing. I was a really strong writer coming out of MSD. Um, yeah. I know we're kind of running short on time, but one question that comes up is Spanish. And are kids prepared for Spanish? And do they have enough Spanish? Um, so would you guys speak to kind of how you came out with Spanish when you start a kind of toddler or three years old and where you end up at eighth grade and testing into high school? Um, I can go off that. So like in high school, I went to Spanish. I didn't, I didn't take Spanish freshman year. And then like, I realized probably good for college. So I started, I got into it sophomore year. So I went into Spanish too. And like, I was fine. Like, like, you know, like every language you're learning, there's going to be like some things you don't know. And like, especially after a year off, you're like a little rusty. But I think at Magdalena, when I was there, she did, she did a great job. Like, like, especially with like more like, like the language and like the culture of everything, like because in high school you learn that too and like you already know some stuff and like I thought it was great it wasn't any problems <laughs> I would agree I think 
classes at MSD for Spanish were like the most fun out of all the Spanish classes I've taken. In high school, I had tested like a year early. So basically, by the time I graduated, I had finished the highest level of Spanish that my high school had offered. I'd taken an AP class and an IB class of Spanish. My brother also did even like one up to me basically and finished his junior year of the highest level of Spanish that he could get at his high school. Um, and then I went on to study and get a minor in it in college as well. So I definitely think that you learn a lot. And I think like the perk of the MSD Spanish classes, there's a lot more involved than just vocab and how to speak the language, but understanding the culture behind a lot of it as well. Um, so I don't know, I think MSD did that portion of the classes very well. Yeah, I'll go off of that and say that I finished, you know, Spanish five in my high school. And I was honestly, uh, yeah, I would agree with Kendall's point that MSD Spanish classes are the most, the, the funnest Spanish classes you take throughout your entire academic career. Because you do learn, you know, you're learning vocab and how to have conversation. But at the same time, you spend you know, a week talking about um, mariposa butterflies. And that's really exciting. And it, all the while you're learning vocab, it, it, it yeah, was definitely the most uh, involved, involved culturally Spanish class I took. I think for when me, I, oh, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, when I went to St. Mary's, I think just being nervous because you're in a bigger environment with a lot more people and somewhat academically competitive, I really like undermined how much Spanish I actually knew and was like, I don't even want to take the Spanish placement test. I just wanted to go into Spanish one and see where it took me. And MSD's background in Spanish helped me so much because I picked up things so fast. I ended up doubling up. I want to see if I can put a Spanish minor with all of my classes here, like I, it really, I think backed me up way better than I thought. So, yeah. I went into Spanish one freshman year because it just made more sense for how I was doing at the time. And um, I thought, noticed that I was very prepared, like the conversational aspect of it, where like, it was easy for me to like, just talk with the words that I knew versus my classmates who could under who knew more of the concept but less speaking and um I think that like it's so Spanish like everyone else has been saying at MSD was super fun I remember it was one of my favorite classes to go to like every week and I was like Alexis was saying I was surprised with how much Spanish I actually knew that I didn't know I knew I actually took a couple years off from taking Spanish uh, after MSD. I went to Grayland for seventh and eighth grade, and I actually took Latin while I was there. Um, and I actually learned a lot about, you know, roots of words and different stuff like that. So when I went to high school, I entered in Spanish one, and I actually still found that I was far more prepared than most of the students in the class where I could, you know, I knew, you know, conjugations and tenses and stuff like that, where they were still putting together, you know, very simple sentences. Well, thank you guys for sharing those things. I have one more question. Um, and, and I'm sorry, this probably might put some of you on the spot because it makes you feel a little 
self-conscious about talking about it, but will you please share if you've received any awards, scholarships, any recognition for things that you've done? Um, maybe just in your time, if you had, if you received something when you went to high school or college, uh, that would be super helpful. Sometimes it's nice for our parents to know that you get academic scholarships, you get, you know, scholarships based on your merit and your, um, just who you are as a good human. So I'm gonna share a little bit more about that. Even your um, athletic ability as well. Um, at the University of Arizona, I had gotten about a third of my tuition covered for academic scholarships. Uh, I had also taken the initiative to find other ways to find money to go towards my education and ended up being the manager of the men's golf team for two years, which paid for another third of my college tuition. Um. I played uh, lacrosse in high school where I earned a couple uh, awards. I was a all-conference and second-team all-state uh, player. And then that, uh, you know, playing athletics, I think definitely really helped me in school because I kind of got a lot of my energy out, like, playing that sport. And it allowed me to kind of come back and really just focus on school. But um the reason I say so I also played in college and I earned a 50% uh, academic scholarship, uh, partly through, you know, playing sports, but also, I mean, through grades, because it allowed me to, you know, really focus on grades. So oh, you can go, Katie. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all over. Okay. <laughs> I'll go real quick. So I didn't really try for scholarships, to be honest. Um, that's just kind of how it is. I did end up getting the best uh, scholarship that DU offers, though, when I applied, which I'm kind of shocked because I actually missed the deadline when I applied also. Um, but yeah, it worked out really good, even though I didn't try for anything. So that's great. Um, when I went into... Um... Um, went into my freshman year. I was the first ninth grader to be accepted into the like leadership program. I don't know, like, it, yeah. Well, you want my mom? That's because of Montessori. <laughs> hey, Susie, that is kind of a big deal, Oliver. Like, right, Susie? That's a very big deal. Some of you are just so modest. <laughs> it's okay. We won't call you out. Um, we're approaching quickly 7.30 and I wanna be respectful of your time. Um, I just thank you all for being here. We love you and we miss you. And I know that um, we'll probably have some follow-up questions. So if any of you are willing to answer follow-up questions, I'm happy. Um, to try to reach back out. Um, parents that are on the call, if you have follow-up questions, please just reach out and let me know. Um, we can see what we can do about getting those answered. And um, please, all of you alumni, as Julie said, my cheeks hurt from smiling so much. It's so good to see you all. Um, please, as soon as we can get back in person, let's do something fun with all of you. Uh, we miss you. And um, yeah, thank you guys all for being here tonight.